Welcome, my uh, esteemed colleagues, Mr. Shea Keys. What's good, everybody? And uh, Joey, how you doing? No good, man. Middle of the week. Let's keep going. Yeah, we are midweek. Uh, this is probably going to come out Friday morning. Um, wanted to talk about the Johnny Manziel Netflix doc. I feel like uh, there was a lot of questions and a lot of mystery around kind of that two years at College Station and just kind of what happened with Manziel, period. And I thought uh, I thought the doc was a, a pretty good, you know, through the looking glass of what's going on, uh, what happened with him. Um, overall, what did you guys think of the doc? And then we'll, we'll piece it up. We'll cover winners, losers, and, and all those things. So, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, I think they did a good job of the collegiate level of Johnny football. I got to learn things that I didn't know. Um, I, I saw a tweet the other day because uh, it was him and... Manta Teo in the was it 20, 2012 Heisman votes? You can literally put those two those two uh, things side by side. It's like you want to do a double feature. Was there never any media like due diligence for either of them? It it doesn't seem like it. I mean. And if you if you don't know, uh, you can actually watch the the Manton Teo uh, Untold on Netflix, and it actually makes a good companion piece because they cross paths at the 2012 uh, 2012 Heisman uh, Awards. I, I really had a lot of questions about just all, who was the adult in the room. Uh, Shay, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was a good documentary. Um, like Joey said, I thought the the first part of it was a uh, pretty clear cut. Um, the second half with the NFL was kind of I felt kind of rushed a little bit. But yeah, who is the adult in the room? Because man, there was drugs and partying and just no accountability for. Pretty much anything from the freshman year on, basically from his his short-lived uh, NFL career, and it was just man in the NCA how they do their investigations. It looked like they didn't do anything. That he got half a game suspension, and they said they they got past it and they kept on doing it. I was just like, wow, bro, like. 
it was a good documentary though it's it it wasn't too long like i think it was like an hour 30 or a little bit over that but overall i thought it was a pretty good documentary It, it it was good um The way they portrayed it had me feeling sympathetic to Manziel. Um, talking about the adult, and there, there obviously was none. Yeah, and everyone, yeah, no one, no one acted an adult. No one was adult in any situation. No, no. The, the I mean, part- like, what's what's the biggest, the biggest farce that? The Manzels came from money, or that two had a girlfriend. Like that's like no one can do fucking Google. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like nobody did research on this. Like it, they just ran with the oil thing. Like he comes from oil. He has his money. I think so. I think you could have talked me into a two-part documentary. And you could have blew out the college part and then expanded out the the pro thing because the pro thing doesn't end in the NFL. There's that weird the Canadian stint and the 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 AAF and um, what else was there? There was the the fan control football league where I think it was him and was it him and Antonio Brown? No, him and uh, Josh Gordon. Him and Josh Gordon, yeah. Which that's that's quite a that's quite a quite a pair. So that should have been the Cleveland champ, but like, I think he did take a good ownership of it wasn't Cleveland's fault, which I was happy to hear or to not hear, or he didn't just like blame Cleveland for, cause I, I've heard him do other interviews. He's, and they're like, hey, if you would have got drafted somewhere else, would have been different. And he doesn't believe so. Yeah. One of the things that uh, caught my attention was, I think it, probably within like the first five minutes when they was going through like the cast or whatever, and uh, his sister mentioned like she was his best friend, but like throughout the documentary, you never hear her like step <laughs> in and try to stop the spiral the downward spiral from him and the second thing was uh the dad when he was like uh he sent his kid off to the school and he thought the coaches go you know be there to guide him through his career or whatever but at some point you gotta step up and be the dad when you see your your kid is jacked up and say all right i need to help my son no, like when a when a dad says, you know, I'm kind of old school. Like, all right, we'll prove it. Yeah. And that that caught me off guard. He was like, well, they didn't take accountability for it, but it's your son. Like, yeah, cool. I know you have some sort of responsibility. The coaches have, coaches do. I mean, I sent your my kid to your school, and it's up. Uh, to a certain extent it's up to them to you know guide your kid but if you see on TV that your kid is failing 
you have to be that parent be like all right if nobody else is going to step in i'm going to step in yeah don't 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 say like i'm the old school tough guy like all right well he gets done at math at nine o'clock go whoop him (laughs) yeah like it was just i don't know that just caught me on guard when you said that. I paused and like, really? You you really saying that right now? I think the first thing that caught me, and it caught me in the first the first two minutes of the the doc, the vibe that I got off of him while he was accepting this, he's going in Texas A&M Hall of Fame, and he's 29, and there's this room of people that like, worship you know they worship you know college college being famous in college is a different level of fame when you're around the college the collegiate thing and i got the vibes he didn't give two shits about anybody in that room and he wanted to get the hell out of there yeah you can see it he didn't want to do the hook'em horns he didn't want to do the money manzel i don't blame him i also think Outside of his parents, I think the AD looks really bad. The guy that kept, that was the AD that kept interviewing in the stands, right? The white guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The AD, when when they had the smash cut and Nate's talking about, well, Texas a didn't have anything, you know, to help protect them. So I stepped in and then they, they smash cut to the AD saying, I was handing a lot of, uh, major media requests and it's just like you didn't you didn't you didn't protect this guy like the only thing that protected Manziel it seems like in the entire four years was the fact that Kevin Sumlin had a rule that freshmen didn't talk to the media yeah for sure that is the only thing that saved Manziel I thought I thought Kevin Sumlin comes off bad you know notice as pointed out by uh, by uh, Keys when we were talking earlier, notice that all the footage of Kevin Sumlin is archive footage. I guarantee you he wasn't willing to sit down for this. No, no. I do think they missed uh, they missed a time. They, there's like a time thing that they missed. He redshirted his freshman year. He redshirted 2011. Yeah. He'd already been on campus for a year. Yeah, they made it seem like he was a true freshman. Yeah, they made they they made it seem like he he jumped straight from high school. Yeah, to, yeah, they were like true freshman and then sophomore, then drafted. Like, no, there's yeah. one more year. I oh man, does Cliff Kingsbury have a type? Does he have a type? Does he have like, you know? Athletic, smaller quarterback. Is that just his type? Because there's his type. His type is just backyard football. Cliff didn't come off great in that in any of the interview stuff. No, he didn't. He looked terrible. No, he's like, oh, we lost the game. That was my fault. I should have just let Johnny do whatever he wanted. Oh, he's showing up drunk. If it's winning us football games, okay. Like what, dude? Like, I it's just it's just wild that 
and then you see like the the cut between you know the first year and then he wins the Heisman and then they show all the stuff that Texas A&M immediately did when Manziel wins the Heisman they say it was 32 million dollars worth of publicity they raised 750 million dollars for the for the Texas A&M fund which is 300 million dollars more than the year before they basically they basically built the new field they sold out all these Manziel jerseys and you know you look you see now you know players are getting paid for their name image and likeness how much money you think Manziel would have made over the table he would have made millions he would have been a millionaire I saw someone throw up a list. You guys are free to disagree with it, but in the 2000s, Menzel would have been the highest NIL. In the 90s, Tebow. Uh, uh, yeah. Was it? No, no, no. Sorry. In the, uh, the 2010s, Menzel, 90s, Tebow. 2000 Tebow. 2000 Tebow. And then who was, who was the 90s? Vic? It was, maybe? Vic and then uh, Dion in the 80s. Uh, oh, the 80s is a, is a tough one because there's there's quite a few legends <laughs> in that uh, Dion would have been on Dion would have been in the top five I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. They might not have shown that much love to the to the skill position back now, then. Now in the 2010s, it's two people. Are you, you know what the 90s were? Or the the 1990s? What was it? Uh, Peyton Manning at Tennessee. I can see that. I can see that too. The only other person in the in the 2010s would have probably been Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. That that one year at Auburn, Cam was the story. Cam was the college football story all year. Vince Young? Vince, Vince Young is another one. Yeah. Reggie? Uh, Reggie would have been a big one. But, the, but then you have to talk about, like, the market of where they played which is kind of getting us to our position now of conferences. Yeah. But my question is, if NIL was back, was uh, out when Johnny Manziel was, uh, you know, playing, would he have went down that road? The same, do you think he would have went down the same route? I, I don't think, think he would have been, been different. I, I don't think he would have been as successful because I think he would have focused on it. If Manziel wins the Heisman his first year in the age of NIL, why would I? And I'm, and you know, these companies are just throwing endorsements at him. Why would I be in a rush to get? 
a NFL contract that's not going to pay me anywhere close because it's a rookie deal. But they said his contract was his contract with Cleveland was like four years, and he got eight million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing. Yeah, no. I'm, that's I'm, nothing. Waiting, I'm waiting to see like the the first guy like, hey, I made more in cup. Well, like we've heard that like I made more in cup. Like I want to I want it to be documented. I made more in college. The only athlete that I heard to say anything remotely like that is Angel Reese from LSU. She yes. said, I make but more she, in college right now than I'm making the pros. Yeah. And she still is a year in college. Yeah. Boy. So my MVP for this thing is two people. One, the grandpa. <laughs> yeah, why the, why grandpa the, grandpa, Nuke. the grandpa remind me of the uh, the granddad off a of proud family, the one that <laughs> crazy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said, the second one, cash. Give me was a his buddy Nate. His buddy Nate just, I felt like it was the MVP. Yo, to take an 80-20 split, that's not that's greedy. Split. But think about how much money they were probably pulling in, though. No, that's what I'm saying. He he wasn't, like, greedy about it. And, yeah. And he was down for the cause. I mean, he said the most, probably the most genuine thing on the, on the whole documentary when he was like, it wasn't about the money. He was like, I love the dude. That was my best friend. And, like, how... You do the documentary, but like, I would have been like, "Hey, y'all need to talk, bro. Like, just bring him in. Y'all need to talk it out." He said in documentary. That would have been a nice. That would have been a nice thing at the end of the doc, to put them in the same room. He's like, I haven't talked to him since, but he's in this documentary that we watching. Like. I. Texas A&M look bad, you know. Some of them look bad. The NCAA look bad. I would have thought somebody as interesting of a as popular as he was, I would have thought Manziel would have had one of the better agents. Like one of the, one of the, like the big name agents. Yeah, that the agent seemed kind of like uh, always trying to like. He seemed like Nate. He seemed like a sleazier version of Nate. Yeah, like was always trying to like never pay the bill kind of guy. Like the part when they was talking, I didn't even watch. I don't remember watching Mazel's combine. When he said they was out there running routes because the wide receivers were drunk. Oh, the pro day? Yeah, the I'm pro day. go back and find that footage. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what like, the NFL scouts was looking at. Like, why are these two fools out here running routes? But, like, all he gave a darn about 
is Menzel going in the first round. That was obvious. Yeah. And his credibility is shot because he, he said he he texts Cleveland like, "Yo, I promise you, you need to come back in the first round," and that shit was an epic fail. Yeah, I don't thought I thought Manziel would have had somebody like Drew Rosenhaus, but mm-hmm. and I I mean the other loser in this doc I felt like is is the city of Cleveland because it seemed like the moment he got to Cleveland. The moment he realized he was in Cleveland, he just like that. He was done. I mean, right in Cleveland, like he got love from LeBron and Drake. Right, like he just went party mode, and like you could see it through, like like the training camps and the walkthrough, like videos. Like it was like. Adios, Hoyer. We have Manzel. Wasn't your boy Connor Sharp there, Keys? Yeah, Connor. Yeah, Connor was uh, drafted by. Well, he wasn't drafted by Cleveland. He got. He went undrafted, but they uh, signed him. But he was injury. He was an injury bug. Oh, to, to go back to the Texas A&M thing. The the other thing is. Johnny Football had had Mike Evans, <laughs> and a line full of a line full of guys who went to play, who went to start in the NFL. Just, just want to point that out. Yeah. They they talk like it was just Johnny, just Johnny alone. Yeah, well, they 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 talk like he was just scrambling everywhere. Like no, he had. Mike Evans and some good receivers catching the ball. Yeah. And who who was on that Alabama team? That was the 2012 team. Who was? I don't remember if there was, was that. Like, that's Lacy. Lacy's the running back, right? Was that a down year for Alabama? 2012. Well. Um, I feel like that's like a McElroy year or something like that. AJ McCarron. Oh, AJ McCarron. CJ Mosley. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those. That was right before uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. But still, like. What, what, that was AM's first year, though, in the SEC, right? Yeah, that was their first year. That's what made it so, so like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Amari Cooper's not even starting in this, at the beginning of this dead chart. So this is, this is when they had the, they had that crazy running back room, which was, like, Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, and Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Ha ha yeah. Clinton Dix, Landon Collins. Yeah. Reggie young Ragland, kids, though. Yeah, they were they were young, but boys. I I honestly don't know what 
it's I, I feel bad for Cleveland because it just seems like Cleveland always seems to get in a situation where they get the person that's just not quite, you know, the classic, your princess is in the other castle. Man, mm-hmm. just Manziel. And, and then they, they take what I consider Manziel light. They took Mayfield a few years later. Yeah. And I think Mayfield's a more cleaned up version of Manziel. Kind but he of. has some of those same he has some of those same problems. Yeah. Now I don't think he's gonna abandon the team in the middle of the week to go party, but misses flight back. Like, bro, what? That man said he was Googling flights. <laughs> and he had he had a disguise on. I so I need I do need some clarification. Did he say he pulled the trigger and it clicked? That's what he said. He said that, you know, he he bought the gun. He he went on a bender, basically, and put the gun in his head, and it clicked. Damn. Yeah, this, this is very much I mean, a... Fame is, isn't everything, folks. Well, yeah, because I mean, because I remember when when uh, when companies were slowly slowly backing off of Manziel, and like you hear like you know Nike's quietly cutting, you know they're quietly put all the Manziel Johnny football shirts on on sale on clearance on the site. LeBron's cutting ties. Four years. Four years. Like, Jesus. Well, you know, that's Drake. Drake just, I'll I'll root for whoever's the winner. Yeah. Whoever's (laughs) hot right now. And then they showed that little interview where he was like, yeah, hopefully we're going to be friends for it for a good while. Yeah. (laughs) Forever, my main pain. I mean, I hope I hope Manziel's good. I know he's opening a uh, a bar, a sports bar outside of College Station. I hope I hope he I hope he finds whatever piece. The other thing I didn't like about the Doc, and this is a this is a, this is a major pick, uh, nitpick for me. You guys shot away from the domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. They refused to talk about it. They they alluded they alluded to everything and then it just was like yeah they discussed that probably about a total of two minutes yeah and then when it got to the actual point for him to explain what actually happened in there he doesn't there's this awkward silence in the <laughs> it's like an awkward like almost pause in the dock and then the dock starts back up here yeah it was it's like they mainly kind of focused on. Like the Manzel emotion, not yeah. like the full scope. I expect we'll hear something from her in the coming days. I'm sure. Any other final thoughts about the, about the doc? Uh, I thought I thought this was one of the more interesting ones more interesting sports docs I've seen this year 
Yeah, it was solid. Like I said, no, I, I, I liked it. I'm ready for Swamp Kings, though. I am ready for that that Florida one. Boy, that Florida one going to be <laughs> The strap in, boys. That was Lord, <laughs> so, I oof, boy, you that's a you got the Ponzi twins, you got you got you got certified killers, you got once in a lifetime athletes, and then you have Tim Tebow. Yeah. So. Do you think they will bring in Chris Leak for the year before? To kind of try to tell the whole story? Well, at least tell his part of the story where Tebow was coming in for him for plays. That'd be cool. I I doubt it. You might see you might see it uh alluded to they'll show the famous the famous you know Tebow package the jump the jump throw yeah but I don't think I don't think you'll see anything else I I could see them like they brought Tebow in for certain situations and then they knew it was glory kind of thing that that makes sense the the heir apparent it became very obvious there because poor Chris Leak man just no 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 well no 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 because if Ted if Ted Ginn didn't get hurt on that opening kickoff return who knows you know that's all I'm saying who knows Lord mercy. Lord mercy. We'll, we'll get we'll get more into uh get this how about this? Let's let's put I got a feeling that we'll be back around to kind of talk about the Swamp Kings doc, which happens what next week. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put a bow on Manziel. Uh so you know we're gonna put put in our little thoughts about Johnny football. And we're going to take a very short break and then we're going to talk about the top 25. All right. All right. That works. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Wanted to talk about the coaches poll for college that was released. Was it Monday? Or was it sometime uh, over the weekend? No, it was late Monday. Yeah, I think it was late Monday. So I want to look at this because it kind of gives you an idea of what, what the coaches think. What they believe coming into the season. Now, once again, these are these records are all zero zero, and you really don't get a really good idea who's who's what until two three weeks into the season. 
but I want to break up into tiers. There's a five for all the top 25, and maybe we could talk about some of the some of the ones that are knocking on the door for the top 25. But we'll start from one and work our way down, all right? Yeah, that'll work. All right. Ready, Shay? Yep. All right. All right, so tier A, no surprises here. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State. Now, let's shoot. I'm not surprised at the top four. I'm surprised at the fifth number, though. Really? Yeah. I I thought... I thought there'd be a swap between five and six. Yeah, I thought LSU and USC would, would swap in this situation. Just given the Caleb Williams hype. Yeah. Which it doesn't seem like there is any. Like, you know, we were just talking about like the Manziel Heisman hype. I don't I don't feel the the Caleb Williams is coming back here too kind of thing going on. No, there's no like comeback tour vibes. Yeah, there isn't the the same level. I don't know what to make of this LSU team. I don't know what to make of their coach. They had a great year last year. I just I don't I don't know what to make of Brian Kelly. It's it's been a year. I still I still don't feel, you know, completely comfortable with it, but Brian Kelly had such a weird start, like leaving Notre Dame and then like how he left Notre Dame was just how he left Notre Dame was r- ridiculous. Did and you know then, about this, Keith? Can y'all tell me? Finish your thought, and then we'll tell him about we'll tell him about how Brian Kelly left well, Notre Dame. Like how leaving Notre Dame and then coming to LSU with trying to like give the switch up with, that no one understands. Yeah, he went Cajun for yeah. <laughs> He, he did Cajun uh, face for, for 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. No, what is this, Falcon Lakehorn? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. He's such a great coach that he – it's not surprising that he's successful, but it's like you don't kind of belong here. <laughs> he's bland. And yeah. LSU's last three coaches are Ed Orgeron, Les Miles, and Nick Saban. You can say a lot of things about those guys. Bland is not one of them. Mm-mm. They're all unique in their own ways. Mean you could say that all of those guys are successful and Brian Kelly is somewhat successful. Yeah, think, you could say that. I think me and Jesus have a understanding about Les Miles and his grass-eating ways of LSU. Yeah, yeah let's when they when they fire less, the thing he was sad about the most was the fact that he couldn't taste the grass to Death Valley no more. Oh, did you look at the first place votings also? I didn't look at the voting. I just had the the board up. So Georgia had sixty one. They're in first place. Yep. Michigan in second place had zero. Alabama had four in third place. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State, State had one. one. So Michigan in second place had no first place votes. 
So everybody identifies that they're a a tier A team, but they're not the best team. And then the four the the four votes for Alabama is the four beat writers around Birmingham and Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so can we do like can we can we show the final standings from last season to go along with these standings? So can we go like <clears throat> five for five? Yeah, give me a second. Cause I have the the twenty twenty two put up the final standings for twenty twenty two. I just want to see like the difference between off season and who moved up, who moved down. Cause right now, as the the final poll standings for the top twenty five last season was Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama as the final top five. That's wild. Yo, TCU being in a championship game and being at 16 is bonkers. Well? It's not bonkers, but it's like, damn, like, you guys did something special last year. So that that's the top five last year compared to this top five. It's basically the same, except TCU is not anywhere close to – what they're supposed to be or where they ended up last season. So basically, yeah, yeah. So they basically just moved everybody up and then they put, I guess they must have liked LSU's recruiting. They like Jaden Daniels? Maybe, maybe. No, he's, he's a big talk around college football shows. But another yes. cat that's getting talked about, he's in the next tier. So let's let's move on to the next tier. You have USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee. Solid tier. A much more fun tier to talk about. There's been a lot of I don't know if y'all y'all heard it. There's been a lot of Florida State hype. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what to make of this because they feeling themselves right now. I mean, they they beat what they beat who they beat last year was it LSU they beat last year, and then they had that that great run on the back end. Mm-hmm. But they're I mean, the, they're talking the town. Well, wasn't that the Florida State game versus LSU was the the first game of the season, right? Yeah, it was week one. Yeah, it was week <laughs> one. And I always personally, I always say if you go catch an SEC team, that's when you catch them. Because once you get around week five and six, yeah, you don't. Elite teams like Alabama, LSU, you go have a dog fight. Yeah. So, I mean, why is Clemson in? I understand why Clemson is nine, but they're they're the ACC representation on the list. Yeah, I mean Clemson. Shipley, outstanding running back. They have hope that Kubiak's going to kind of be that next great quarterback over there. They've had great recruiting classes, so they, they shouldn't falter in the ACC. New, was it new OC? 
Yeah. But I also think that Dabble's way of, of doing things might not fit the new the well, new I, look of the the new look of how, how college football works. Yeah, I mean that that that's the test of time right there. It's like, hey, can all of this overpower Dabo's decision making? Is it enough to to cover what's going on? I believe that the the ACC is slowly catching up to Clemson. The North Carolinas and the Florida States and the NC States. I th- I think they're they're gaining ground on Clemson right now. I heard a good good argument today about the with all the realignment. Florida State and Clemson want to leave. But Clemson will never be the heel, so it's kind of up to Florida State to to handle it. Where are they gonna go? Where where's Clemson gonna go? The only place that they can go that makes sense is going to the SEC, and I don't think the SEC is gonna take Clemson right now. SEC or Big Ten? Personally, I think you gotta have the votes. South Carolina's gonna block that. I can tell you that right now. Well. Money talks. I mean, the SEC but, commissioner did say he was very happy with the current no, state like, Yeah, no, like, they're like, we're fine. But the Big Ten has shown, like, they have the biggest contract for TV deal-wise. And what? they're not afraid to, to touch all the sides of the map. I mean, if they want to go over there, they can go over there. I just – I don't – I personally don't. I, I, th- I would think they want to be the, the like the kings of the castle. Like the ACC is ours, but they have. That's what such, I think. But if you break down the TV deals with the ACC, it is. It, it was great when they signed it. It is garbage now. And they signed it till twenty thirty six. Yeah, yeah, I think you got these deals got to be five years, man. Five years, five years. You got to, yeah. I think they said it's like half a half a bill. No, the ACC the is like, oh yeah, they have to pay to get out. They what? They just hired like a firm to to kind of check the contract and possibly pay to get out of it. Yeah, I think they said Florida State is like they got to pay six hundred mil. To get out of the conference, yeah. So that's if you would so like a loan banking firm. So like you don't do that if you're like not serious. True. You know the funny thing here, Penn State finished the year and begins the year in the exact same spot at number seven. I want to talk to Penn State. This is the team that I'm not saying they will but have a great chance of upsetting the major powers of like their running back room. It compares to Ohio state, Michigan and their, their quarterbacks coming in with a lot of hype, which is like Ohio state doesn't have. Go ahead. 
like Ohio State doesn't have a returning quarterback. I think Penn State, if they buy in, they can make something happen this year. So no one wants to say it, but I'm pretty sure they'll admit it if you brought brought the AD in the room by himself. The seat's hot for, for Franklin, right? The seat's a little warm. Yes. You cannot it's be not, it's not it's not boiling hot, but like it's you can't be that successful with no results. Yes. Tennessee at ten. What do we think about this? Oh, I was just gonna say a quick breakdown of twenty twenty two. Six through ten is Tennessee number six, Penn State seven, Washington at eight, Tulane at nine. We'll see Tulane. We'll see, we'll see Tulane. Not soon, <laughs> but we'll see them. There so, has been a there's been a lot of talk about Tennessee and their new quarterback with his arm strength. But like, I guess, like, he was at Michigan for a while. He was not successful. He was at Tennessee, and Hendon Hooker won the job. Like, so we're supposed to believe that because this guy has a howitzer on his shoulder, that Tennessee's going to be super successful? I can imagine Tennessee having some early, some early season success. Yeah, and then I mean, that I, I haven't looked at the, I haven't looked at the schedule, but I imagine there's probably a night game at Rocky Top that's probably not going to go the way they think it's going to go. Yeah, probably about week five, week six. Hopefully, it's the South Carolina game because that's where we got to play that man. Oh y'all, y'all going to the Rocky Top this year? Uh, yeah, and they want us bad too. So. Let's let's move on to the next tier because this is another tier you talk about interesting things to talk about. Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, and Oregon. Is this the Texas hype machine just working? I mean, like it's the USC, like the USC hype machine used to work every year. No, it's they they love putting Texas in this spot every year. So if they lose, they could drop them big, or if they start winning, they could put them in the top ten. They do this with Texas and USC every year. I do like that uh, two of the five are coming to the Big Ten. I think Oregon and Washington. I th- I think it's a it's a good like. There's so many rivalries that can happen. It's, I'm never gonna get. I'm never gonna get used to that. No. You can't if you think big picture. If you just think football, it's pretty cool. And then of course Notre Dame sitting there. The Notre Dame is always that that maybe Utah has been like kind of like the Giants slayers for a long time. Yeah. They're solid they're a solid team. You don't want to catch it catch it the wrong time. No. If you if you're like this is a must win against Utah, <laughs> buckle up like it's gonna be a long ride. Southern Cal could testify for that losing to the last yeah. season. Yeah, they they did not get to the playoffs because of Utah. Yeah, and you know Washington. Washington is a very a very good program. Well, 
when Michael Penix went there from Indiana, like it is, it's almost like a whole new player, which is kind of the point of the transfer portal with a new start. Like, hey, I'm really good, but maybe this program isn't for me, which is which is what it should be used for. But Texas with Quinn Ewers, like, we are going to hear about that for uh, pretty much all of the college season unless they just tank. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be – a lot of that, a lot of cuts to Arch Manning on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, it's going to, yeah. Is he coming in? It's, it's going to be. Malik Murphy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's see. So 10 through 15 for 2022 is Utah, Florida State, Southern Cal, Clemson, Kansas State, and Oregon. You said 2022? Yeah. 2023. Like, like, but you're, you're talking about the end of last year, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk. The next group under here is TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State, Oklahoma, UNC. This is usually a spot that they put teams that they have like, they like and they think they got they got potential this is probably my biggest issue tier starting with tcu it's kind of a give me from last year like losing all that good year yeah you had a good year last year here yeah where you're gonna go you have like that was super impressive you're gonna be in the top 25 but all that they lost, like they're going to be out of 16 real quick. Oregon State, they were good. And I think they're giving DJ Ugalele a lot of credit. Maybe we nailed the pronunciation. Look at you. <laughs> I, I think Clemson put a lot of the blame on him and not their BS offensive coordinator. That's one of the things I didn't like about Dabo. I feel like Dabo, Dabo definitely threw the boy into the bus. He didn't have DJ's back at all. Yeah. I agree. I also think recruit, I also think recruits looked at that too. I think kids coming on board actually look at stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. In Oklahoma, why am I to believe that Brett Venables is going to be like, oh, now I figured it out? Oklahoma was always one that just, they're really good. And then they run into like, there's three or four games a season that they just, they lose close ones. But, but they weren't even losing close ones last year. Their, their yeah, offense yeah. was, <laughs> Terrible. So, if I was trying to look on the bright side on Oklahoma, I would say, okay, last year was. So we lost a lot. You know, we lost our we lost our coach. We kind of lost our identity. 
last year we just kind of scrambled ants. Yeah. We've we spent the offseason. We've we've reformulated, you know, we've re we've recombined, we've worked on this, and this is gonna be a better this is gonna be a better Oklahoma. That's best Get back case scenario. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's me being positive. This is yeah. me. This is me as the head coach of Oklahoma at Media Day. So what if they suck again and then next year they go to the SEC? Are they are they hiring a new coach? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So the are, they, are, they hiring a, are they hiring a new coach the first year in the SEC? Or are you hiring a new coach after they get in the conference? No. Let's see how let's see how this one. year goes. Let's, let's if it's terrible, it's going to be a new coach for SEC. Yeah. We don't have to talk about how the SEC has become very top tier. Has, but has top tier. Has no, I'm saying it. like top heavy. <laughs> oh. Like after Alabama and Georgia, it is putrid. But number 20 on the list, North Carolina. Did you think Drake May was going to get more hype? The hype, the hype for Drake May is not going to be the college football season. The hype well, for for him is going to be draft. I I think they wanted to give Caleb Williams like you know like that other there's someone out there type of feeling, but it, again, if North Carolina goes. Eight wins, like that's tough on Drake May's draft. Look, if Drake May, if Drake Bay beats Clemson, there you go. Yeah. If you if he could beat Clemson, and let's see, wait, I don't even know their schedule this year. Can they start off with us? Well, they always play you guys, so that's that's first test. Let's see if they can if they can go in and. Oh man, they got a oof. They they always NC State plays them. So they got yeah, they got Clemson November 18th. I imagine at that point Clemson will be somewhere in the top ten. Probably. If they can beat if he can beat Clemson, then you know stock up. Wasn't last year that that game was to decide who wins the ACC, right? Yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah, that that game was that game was interesting. We talked about it so that there's so much quarterback talent in the Pac-12 this year, and it's about to be gone, like. There's so much quarterback talent to have multiple guys drafted. Yes. Sucks. Sucks. Dude. I wish better for the Pac-12. The Pac-4. Yeah, the Pac-4. So, 15, bottom five. Go ahead. 15 through 20, 2022 final record. Oregon at 15. LSU at 16, so LSU made a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Oregon State at 17, 
Notre Dame at 18, Troy at 19, and Mississippi State at 20. I should show you what type of year it was where Troy and Mississippi State was in. Uh, <laughs> Troy finished 12 and 2. What the hell? Yeah. They went on an 11 game win. Hold up. Yeah, they won 11 straight games. What? I kind of like Mississippi State this year. Like, not to like <laughs> dominate, but they have a lot of returning pieces in that division. With a lot of winnable games, I th- I think Mississippi State could jump up, not high, but on in the radar. CC West is gonna be a dogfight, that's for sure. Yeah. So, the bottom of the the bottom of the top twenty-five: yeah. Wisconsin, Ole Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech, Texas A&M. This, I got a feeling they didn't know what to do with Tulane, so they put Tulane at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Is this Jimbo Fisher last hurrah? If he don't win this season? I doubt it. He's – their recruiting classes – like, they had the number one class two years ago. Well, what happened in number one class? Yeah, they all transferred. Yeah. <laughs> they all go. Yeah, yeah, most of them. Like, yeah. But that's still that's not easy to do. And I'm not saying it was like, oh, Jimbo's a wordsmith. Like, I'm sure a lot of it was NIL and stuff. But according to Nick Saban, yes. Maybe, maybe they can bring back uh, Sumlin. I don't think he'll come back. He definitely, no. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't come back. I like Wisconsin in the West. I think Luke Luke Fickle jumping from Cincinnati over there. Okay. I think I think he can give them a good good foundation. The West is always like big. There's been a lot of winners. And it's, it's, it's never consistent, but I think he can kind of get Wisconsin back to that, like, hey, we run – we're not with the Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, but, hey, we can run the West, which is very doable. Yeah, haven't they – Wisconsin been like a rebuild for like the last two, three seasons, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some – I mean, 2020 – Northwestern won the West. Sometimes it's Iowa, sometimes Wisconsin. Like, that is a very wishy-washy conference. What I didn't like about what the Big Ten was, they put y'all and Ohio State in the same division. I always feel like Michigan should have been on the other side to at least even it out. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, they did it east and west, and it just falls out that Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State are the east. Michigan State. Yeah. See, that's that's loaded just on one side, and the rest of the other side is what? Indiana and some other people? 
Indiana, Nebraska, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois. Syracuse, I think. Is Syracuse over there? Nah, yeah. that's ACC. Oh, damn, yeah. I forget what conference they in. Big East and all this other yeah. shit. Yeah. Maybe not the ACC soon, but hey, <laughs> question for you guys that was I heard brought up. Yes. What's a bigger brand? University of North Carolina Tar Heels or University of Miami Hurricanes? Do you want to go by decades or? No, right now. What's a bigger I brand? Say, I would say North Carolina. Yeah, I would. I would say right now. Right now, North Carolina. I think if Miami had a little bit and, better, and if, thing, even if even if basketball carries it, it's still the bigger brand, correct? I was right like, now, it is. There was a point in time where Miami was the biggest biggest brand of all. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean. Early 2000s, it was Miami, period. And Jordan Jordan has a lot to say on, like, North Carolina, but that's just to the point where Miami is right now. It's so low. Miami needs – I've always said this, this is one of the biggest what ifs in college football. If – if Lamar Jackson would have kept his original plan and ended up at ended up in Miami, at the University of Miami, I think it would have changed so much stuff. Everything. He'd have been he wouldn't have had to work as hard as he had to at Louisville to get the same level of recognition. But no, I mean he would like he still got his recognition. But it would have been almost like a, a Hall of Fame name overnight. Yeah, because the old all the old Miami players would have showed up, and yeah. All right, so let's let's look at others. Let's we'll we'll just look at the 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 five on the others receiving votes. Okay. The the old honorable mentions. The honorable mentions. Iowa. South Carolina, Florida, Texas, San Antonio, Pittsburgh. The Roadrunners? The Texas San Antonio one is interesting. Like what, what's going on there? Yeah, what did they know? <laughs> did they South Carolina has South Carolina can play themselves into the top twenty five week one with a win. Yeah, for sure. They win week one, they're automatically in the top twenty five. I don't even want them in the top 25. Iowa's the one. craziest story. Soccer yeah, that, better when yeah. they're not in the top 25. Yeah, I would. I would oof. <laughs> your, your offensive coordinator has, has deadlines that he has to meet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you don't score 24 points a game, I'm going to have to fire you, son. Like, that's you bonkers. Go. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, 
what happens if you run across a lockdown defense? I mean, that's not that's not the coach's fault they didn't score, right? No, I mean he has to he has to average twenty four points a game. So f- figure it out, Ferentz. Somebody on the other on the other sideline should just be figuring out the number and be like, "Oh, he still got to score ten more points." Just go back and just go back in the coverage. Ben, don't break. <laughs> yeah, just just go back and yeah, just just don't give him a touchdown. I think there's one more piece of news I wanted to to talk about. So the NCAA is has tweaked the the transfer rules. Y'all saw that? No, what was that? Says second time transfers will only be granted a waiver for immediate eligibility for medical or safety reasons. Second time transfers. Yeah. And I think that's go ahead. Go ahead, G finish. I think we're gonna cover the same thing. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's why I had a problem with the the North Carolina wide receiver not being accepted into the school because when he accepted to the school, but he didn't get the chance to play this season, but he only transferred once. And then the reason he transferred was for a mental, mental thing. So I was confused why he didn't get approved to play this season. Oh, like his eligibility. Yeah. And he, he put his, he put his he submitted his paperwork before they changed the rule. So I want I'm trying to figure out he did it in January. Why did it take till August for him to get denied? Was it ac- academic? No, he, he was just transferring because I think it was mental health being closer mm-hmm. to home, something like that. What is his mom? Yeah, the dude named Tez. They don't get What's his name? One one of the uh, like the five star offensive linemen from Kentucky is transferring with yeah, his mom being Walker. sick. It was Tez Walker, and he was supposed to be like a yeah, he's supposed to be the number one target. Yeah, yeah. There's, so there's another player at NCAA. I mean UNC. Oh yeah, no, no, that's his full name. Lord mercy. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how many. So now you can only transfer once. And if you transfer again, you got to put a. Hmm. Kind of a disclaimer on it. Yeah. So how would that. Because you got to be like, say, say, like, you know. One of these kids probably transferred to a school that they thought, you know. Or this is a prime example. What happens if you follow a coach to a new team and then you realize, oh, this ain't this ain't the right move? That's what happened with Stogner. When he came to South Carolina, he transferred right back to Oklahoma. Yeah. You you get to the school and realize, oh, this ain't this ain't for me. But you know, already burnt your one your one transfer. Yeah. Which kids can definitely get a like car salesman? Yeah. Can we can we talk about the betting line for Colorado? For Colorado to win the national championship? No, no. They're over under for wins. What is it? Three and a half. 
Like your initial response is like hammer the over, right? It would, however, comma, I don't I don't know if this first this first year is gonna be there's gonna be a lot of moving parts this first year for Dion. Yeah, I mean there's so much transfer, it's a new like it's not ideal, but I don't know, maybe it's just me like thinking like, hey, Prime can will out four wins. I mean, he's not playing, but so here's the here's the schedule. TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State. That's one. Oregon, USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA. Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah. They giving them that Utah. I mean, honestly, I said three, maybe four, which is right where the line is. That is a schedule. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. But I don't think I don't feel like any of those teams in the Pac ten ten. I mean, Pac twelve are like. Colossal teams like there's a couple of upsets in there that can happen. Yeah, I mean, but can Shadur and Travis Hunter like is that enough to make an upset happen? Well, I think they got more players than that. They didn't. They didn't flip the whole roster around. There's a couple of Yeah, that, that's putting a lot of hope on the transfers coming in. So this here's the other thing is so. I got circled right now, September 30th. They're playing USC. If if Sanders, and I'm talking about the quarterback, mm-hmm. if Sanders can keep a decent record before they get there, this is one of those games that is going to, that's his draft stock. His draft stock oh, is going to be sure. tied into that game. Yeah, There's been gonna... a lot of quarterbacks that have like, their bread and butter is, hey, I played close against this one guy. Yeah. Or poor Nick Foles when he was in fucking in college, man. Just four touchdowns, 300 yards. You know, they always lose. Yeah. Well, I, think that's about, I think that's about it. Any other last minute thoughts about the what the coaches think for the top 25? I don't put too much into it because I don't think the coaches put too much into it. Yeah. I think I think we'll get a good understanding around week four of who who the real teams are or somewhat cleared out the pack of you know there's always a team that's in the top t- 15 that's that starts the season off like 0 0 and 2 0 and 3. Falls out of the top twenty-five. It's usually Texas. Not yeah, the pro say that Texas, but I think it was last year they they started off in like the top ten, and then by week three they wasn't even in the top twenty-five. Well, boys, we are eighteen days away from week zero for college football, so it'll all figure itself out. Week zero, that's so dumb. <laughs> 
But 18 days, man, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, this be the last the last college football season I'm going to enjoy. No, don't say that. No, don't say that, man. Come on, Grandpa. I've been mad for two years, three years now. <laughs> it ain't right. You know how I know when G mad. It ain't right. <laughs> on Saturday nights, if G ain't in the chat, he pissed off somewhere. I just, I just chalk it up. G pissed off. Yeah, it's pretty much. But will you'll be hearing a lot more of us as in the coming, the coming days. Like I said, we're 18 days from from zero, week zero. "Quote unquote," so dumb. Let's go Navy. College football is gonna be yeah. Let's let's go Navy. They have a upset new coach. On, upset on the Fighting Irish. Yeah, they they're going all they're going there in Ireland, right? They're playing in Ireland. Wow. Yeah, they're in Dublin. Navy versus Notre Dame. Yeah, go Navy. Can we get rid of triple option? Please, Georgia Tech, if you're listening. Please get a quarterback. Well, Georgia Tech's whole thing is there's games that if they had a if they had like somebody on the roster that could throw the ball, they would win the game. And it usually is pretty big games that if you had the one fact, competent thrower. The fact that like almost the most, like arguably the most elite wide receiver like came from there is ridiculous. Yeah. They the quarterback. What's the name? Who was throwing up megaphone? Cause didn't he go to the NFL too? The Georgia Tech quarterback? Oh, uh what? I was about to say Seneca Wallace. Was it uh, Stafford? No, nah, he was Georgia. Oh, yeah, I'm I have it in my head. I don't look I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's killing me right now. Bias. The bias? I can't. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these guys. He had to be somebody because he was tossing that. He was tossing it. Oh, man. Damn. In the early 2000s, they had a Reggie Ball. But you might be confused yeah. with Reggie Bell. I think it was Reggie Ball. He, yeah, he played for the Lions. Yeah, Reggie Ball, number one. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah, because I've never heard of any of these other fools. <laughs> yeah, 2003, 2004, 2005. It'll be a fun season. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's about to be that the time of the year. Bonfires, football, beer, grilling. Good times. And then they're gonna they're gonna mess it up by doing daylight savers thing. <laughs> I hate daylight. I hate daylight savers. I'm, I was so excited when they they said they were gonna do the law, and I was like, oh, yes. But nope. Five o'clock again. Go to work at night. Come home at night. Man, as I don't want to say a part-time parent, but as a parent that shares custody, you look at those those daylight saving days, and you're like, 
God, I hope I don't have him on those days. Because even if you wake up early or the clock says early, kids don't care. Oh, no, yeah, kids don't care at all. Like, hey, we're supposed to sleep in. They're like, no, where's my tablet? Yeah. We're going to wrap it up right there for my co-host, Shea Keys and Joey. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Late Game Heroics podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Email us at lategameheroics at gmail.com. On Spotify, you can leave a question for the host.